And I spread a song so you can sing along With my special guest star or two You like to sing and dance And this podcast by chance Explores musicals for you Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me is my very special guest. He is a New York-based performer and uh, is a a senior staff member at Symphony Space here in New York City. It's my friend, Anthony Cologne. Hello, 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 audience, world, musical fanatics. So when I pitched this to you, you're the lucky one that picked Once More with Feeling, and I'm so fucking excited. I jumped on this one like it was (laughs) nobody's business. You sent me that list and I was like, there's no way someone, no. Wait, what? <gasps> yes! Yeah, because surprisingly, God. no one picked this until you did. And I was just like, if I have to, I have to. Let's sigh. Oof. Ooh, oh, uh, the of it on my shoulders, having to rewatch it again and again just to talk uh, about <laughs> <laughs> Move over other movies and TV shows <laughs> that I've watched. This is it. We're talking about the Buffy the Vampire Slayer classic episode once more with feeling season six, episode seven for those nerds out there. It is written and directed by Joss Whedon and he also wrote the music and lyrics. So he has his hand in everything in this episode. Oh yeah. He also created it. (laughs) When we were, when we first started talking about it, I was like, let me go through and make sure I know everything from this IMDB page. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah, and on that IMDb page, you'll see that it premiered November 6, 2001. So America needed this at the time. Mm-hmm. And I need this now. Because <laughs> this this episode is a banger. My God. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. You, I feel like very often in storytelling, we have, when they do, in TV shows, do a musical episode, they're like, they're like, oh, the reason why this is happening is because the main character is comforted by musicals. And I feel like in our world, this is what we need. Like, if they were to, like, my life is a musical, it'd be me sitting on my bed watching the Buffy Vampire Slayer musical episode before the musical happened around me. Right. So a few episodes ago, I did Scrubs is My Musical, mm-hmm. which I think you saw on that list. And these two were the ones that, like, got it right, I feel like, in terms of doing a random musical episode. I'd, I'm not even going to read the IMDb blurb on this, by the way, because if you don't know it, you don't know it you should just watch it (laughs) you can find it online so in this episode there are a whopping 18 songs my god that's that that's that's like a full-fledged musical like that is stage they would be like oh they we have to make like these two songs longer and we are set granted the songs the mustard and um parking ticket park the parking ticket they're only like seconds long mm-hmm. and even uh dawn's lament is like three is like 30 seconds long but like th- that's still a lot when you look at it mm-hmm. especially for a, what is it without commercials it's what 52 minutes or yeah it, well so this is the this episode they actually made it eight minutes longer than regular episodes on buffy and then they shaved some of it down for um syndication but watching it on Hulu, I think they show you the original cut mm-hmm. of it. 
there are episodes prior to this where Giles sings. So Anthony Stewart Head, who is a wonderful man and can, is one of the standout performances, but like we knew he can sing. Mm-hmm. So you've got him singing Behind Blue Eyes in Where the Wild Things Are, Freebird and the Yoko Factor. Yes. And then, and then the season four finale, Restless, he's singing while they're researching at the bronze. But man, oh man, <laughs> they're just like, we're going to let you, we're going to give you the best songs. Yes. Can we also just say how amazing he is as a human being too? Oh my God. Like yes. he's popping up. Like, like I've, first of all, I just, like I said, I think I told you earlier, I rewatched Repo recently. So he's in that. And that was a great thing. And I was like, what has he been up to? And I was doing research on stories and I found out about how there was a trans child who only had photos uh, with him uh, went before they transitioned. And so they like wrote to uh, uh, Anthony and was like, and was like, hey, like, can you send me a picture? And he was like, I can do you better. I'm going to bring you out to my farm on the countryside. And we're going to spend the day and take new pictures and sign them. And then you're going to, then I'm going to drive you to the train <laughs> and you're going to call me when you get home. So I know you made it home safe. Oh my and God. Sobbing my eyes out. I am about to cry over this. It's, oh, that's so beautiful. Being like, oh, come on. Oh, come on. Um, so Anthony's, I ask a lot of my guests this, uh, why did you pick this one out of anything? I mean, I'm so happy you did. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but why did you pick this to be the, your episode? So as I briefly mentioned, it is one of my go-to comfort episodes. The music is so good. It's a, it's a story that I'm very familiar with now because I had not watched Buffy on its original airing. I watched it recently all the way through. So mm-hmm. this was my like first tackle. So it's all still fresh in my brain. So I can watch it without like, being like, oh, what's going on? I don't remember this. I don't remember this. I can just let it happen. I can enjoy the moment. Uh, and be me and my best friend Gavin on Christmas Eve had not, we were like cooking and we were like, let's put on the Buffy musical episode. And then oh, like yeah. a week later you asked me about this and I was like, you know, it's fresh in my brain again. Buffy the musical episode. Here we go. <laughs> once more with me. But you also were telling me you have other ties to it. I feel like a, a late night talk show host right now. You were telling me. <laughs> I forgot what I said already. What is, there's, so, there's so many different things. Which one are we talking about now? About your, uh, how you were introduced to Buffy. This was the first episode of Buffy that I ever watched. There we go. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's what you wanted to hear. Yes. That's what I um, wanted. <laughs> I'm very hesitant to watch new TV shows because, you know, it's always a gamble. And especially something like Buffy that has so many seasons. It's a real time investment. Uh, so I was talking to my friend Whitney from high school and she said, Anthony, just watch this one episode. Watch this one musical episode and then we will come back and begin watching the series. And I said, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. I called her that night and was like, girl, I finished season one already. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ooh. Yeah, season one's a little rough, but like... Oh, I was here for it. I was totally here for it. So when you were watching this episode the first time, think back. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it was, but mm-hmm. think back. Did you get the references that they made prior I to... Did the musical references, like when they make like references to musical theater and classic movies and stuff like that. But in terms of storytelling, I went into this blind. So I like no- when, when Buffy sings, Hey, I Die Twice, you're just like... No clue. No clue. I was like, oh girl, that sucks. Or in I'll Never Tell, his penis got diseases from a shoe much tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was sort of just like, oh, 
And then, but the best part is, is that going through the series and watching it and being like, check, check, check. Got it, got it, yeah. Yeah, and then it's great because in season seven, we get a callback to this episode. Mm -hmm. In the episode Selfless, which centers around Anya, there's a new song called Misses. It was a beautiful song, and I don't know if it was cut. I think it was written for that episode specifically. Yeah, I, I, I believe you are correct on that one. It was a, a new song that they were just like, we need to give a little more depth here. Also in that episode, you find out why she hates bunnies, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you always need a little background. It, Especially when you go that deep into hating bunnies. I mean, it, that that started... I want to say when she went to the haunted house in season four, you know, mm-hmm. she dressed up for, yeah, for Halloween. Yes. <laughs> uh, what else? There was other things I wanted to talk about. Oh, I wanted to talk about uh, a man named Hinton Battle. Do you know who that is? Hinton Battle. The name yes. is not. Oh. He played the demon sweet in this episode. Ah, yes. I pulled up his photo. I've, I've looked him up before because of this. But I do not. I'm not familiar with him personally. He's a three-time Tony winner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> uh, a Tony, yeah, an Antoinette Perry Award, whatever. And he also was in the move, the Dreamgirls movie, playing a character named Wayne. I don't remember him. I haven't done that movie yet, so well, mm. I'll be on the lookout for you. Hint yeah. in battle. But he was in the original Wiz on Broadway, The Wiz. He played a scarecrow. He was in the Tap Dance Kid played Dipsy. I don't know that show. But yeah. he was he was in a little known show called Miss Saigon, originating the role of John. Whatever. Mm. <laughs> I don't need to cry, so it's fine. We don't need to talk about that musical <laughs> But like so they obviously had a Broadway legend. Mm-hmm that people like us didn't know about. <laughs> You're right. Can we also just talk about this one credit that I'm seeing on his page? He was co-director and choreographer for the off-Broadway run of Evil Dead the Musical. Stop it. Which is one of my favorite musicals. <laughs> you stop right now. Breaking news, Anthony, with mm-hmm. some breaking news on Hinton Battle. <laughs> oh my God. I was, oh, that's amazing to know because that was, I saw, I saw that show like four times and two of those times I was in the splatter zone. I was, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for but, those who don't know, the first three rows of Evil Dead the musical got covered in fake blood because it is Evil Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Watching this episode without knowing all this about him, you, I, at least I could guess, I was just like, he's obviously like a Broadway person, a mm-hmm. singer dancer. And unlike, you know, some of the other cast members, you can tell they're not singer dancers. <laughs> <laughs> we should go into that a little later. <laughs> Sorry, Allison Hannigan, but you actually know it yourself. <laughs> oh, and then this was choreographed by a uh, little-known na- man named uh, Adam Shankman. I don't... Mr. Adam Shankman. That was oh. also, on my rewatch, it was the first time I noticed that. Looking up research for this, all of a sudden I was just like, I can kind of see his moves because like he was the director choreographer for hairspray and rock of ages which came obviously after this Mm -hmm. so there's still some of that 
movement in him, but he was also the choreographer for She's All That and <laughs> and the movie Ants. Oh, that's <laughs> And then apparently, I don't know if you read this, but he is slated to direct two Disney sequels, Disenchanted, which is the sequel to Enchanted. Which I'm and, very excited for. And also Hocus Pocus 2. Yes, of course. That I knew as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, of, as of this recording, he is slated as to do that. You know, they like to, you never know. I'm just, I'm still flabbergasted that like you have all this talent and then Joss Whedon spent six months writing the music for this and he Mm. wrote it by himself. And I'm just like, who does that? (laughs) Of course, Joss Whedon would do that. But like, (laughs) yes, he would. But what I also love is that it it, it really, it, the means of the songs coming out of these characters feels like it's coming from the characters and it's not some other person coming in, putting words in their mouth. But like, he also wrote the music like that mm-hmm. that takes talent mm-hmm. you know, I feel like he I think while researching it said that he knew some instruments but not like all of them so obviously if you can get a piano riff out of it you can probably have other people help you write it imagine like a Justice League musical next <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no he would do Avengers well wait he could do one of them. One he can of do. The... He can do Avengers and Justice League. He's he has hands in both of them. <gasps> Imagine a Justice League Avengers crossover, mm-hmm. but it's a musical. Ah, uh, you are speaking a beautiful language to me, Joss Whedon. But we also can, you know, and, and I, I'm sure you're going to mention a Doctor Horrible sing along blog. Oh yes, yeah, he wrote that. But like the origins of this idea, like he wanted to do this since season one. He wanted to do a musical episode what got the ball rolling it was he had some of the cast and other people that are in his grab bag of actors over to do a reading of a Shakespeare play. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which one. Maybe it was Much Ado because he did direct that. He directed okay. a movie version of that. Mm-hmm. So he was just like, oh, musical time. <laughs> <laughs> so who do you want to talk about first? <laughs> what do you want uh- to talk about first? Oof. Do you want to go through it song by song or do you want to go people by people? I'll let you take the lead, Monsieur. Ooh. Um, well, I, you do, I do want to eventually talk about how Allison Hannigan has been in two musical episodes of shows but can't sing. <laughs> but she has the best line. Okay, let's start with her. She has mm-hmm. the best line in... Oh, I, that's what you're going to say, but please say it to me. Sing it, it to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And walk through fire. She's got, I think this line's mostly filler. And it's just, it's the best line ever. It's, it's a brilliant line. And, and, and you don't even need to be a musical person to understand the weight of how good that joke is. <laughs> no, because even the non, well, hopefully you like musicals because you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> but like, if you have a friend that's not a musical person, you could be like, hey, listen to this one line. And then what do you think of it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, obviously you probably want to make them watch the whole episode like Anthony's friend did. Kudos to your friend, by the way. Thank you. Thank yeah. them for me. I will. Um, but yeah, Alison Hannigan cannot sing for shit. And she's not hiding that fact. <laughs> oh yeah, no, she never She never said, she, she never tried to put an album out. <laughs> she's never like, now my transition to Broadway. <laughs> There, I remember seeing some 
behind the scenes, special feature, whatever, where they're recording the mustard song or a, mm-hmm. they're recording in a, in a recording studio and she lip syncs to the mustard song, which is hilarious. <laughs> but that, you. That's a good one. But that one and the parking ticket are sung by regular writers of the show. Um, you got David Fury and Marty Noxon, who Marty Noxon, my God, she can write an episode <laughs> and is glorious. Mm-hmm. Um, someone, someone I think that we both know actually has the parking ticket in their audition book. There's like a great 16 bar cut. I think it's like yeah. Ariana Armand or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised. She's been on here already. So oh, yeah, she can sing anything. So that makes sense. <laughs> but like I wouldn't mind adding the mustard song it's the best I mean mm-hmm. you can show range and it's hilarious so, the sleeper hit of the episode is Anya in my opinion oh mm-hmm. yeah and I'm glad that we got to even go back to her as you mentioned earlier in a later season with another song because yes. I think that she is so underrated and then having that moment of introspection for her A1 Cause, choice because she gets bunnies mm-hmm. the uh duets and i'll never tell and then she sings back up for buffy and <laughs> something to sing about sing about and the movements so adam shankman so army <laughs> <laughs> i say army and i know it comes, i mean like use of lots of arms <laughs> right you don't you don't mean the military i don't mean the- like military style <laughs> but i want to also give a kudos to xander I don't know. I can't. I couldn't tell if he, if he was comfortable singing or not. But at least he was decent and passable. Mm-hmm. And I know I listen to other podcasts that go through and dissect, and they do recaps of every episode. And they sometimes shit on him because his choices are not the best. And I'll admit it. I mean, <laughs> his, well, yeah, I could agree with that one too. It's unfortunate that that was the dialogue that was happening at the time, but in I'll Never Tell, he holds his own, and he's not a dancer by any means, or those pajamas are, like, way too weird on him. The pajamas! I love those pajamas. (laughs) And then you have Spike, who gets his own song, Rest in Peace, which Mm -hmm. I mean... Is totally like in his vibe too. Like you know, some of them are some of these songs are very Broadway ass. Some are pop and funny, but his like rock number, it feels right for him. Yes, and then I don't want to miss out Tara because Tara was also like <laughs> very well done, and she gets under your spell where they sneak in some innuendo in the lyrics, and it's great. It sneak in? Is that what we're saying? That's like like shoving a watermelon under your shirt and and being like, there's nothing there. (laughs) (laughs) There is no sneaking at all. (laughs) But, you know, obviously they had to get it this was when it was on UPN. So they couldn't say the word come. So they make it, you make me complete. (laughs) I love word play. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Sarah Michelle Geller. I mean, I know I blasted through all of them, except for oh, Don. Sh- but... <laughs> except for Don, but no one likes Don. So no one likes Don. No one likes Don. And you probably did. You pick up on that on your the very first time you watched it that you're just like, who's this girl? 
Yes, I did. Um, I was given a warning about Dawn <laughs> because I had a lot of questions about Dawn. Yes. But yes. I, I, I didn't hate the idea of the storyline. I just hated how it was executed. I think, that, I think they wanted her to be a younger actress. Mm-hmm. But they cast somebody who is like clearly early, middle teenage years. Mm-hmm. And I think they wanted somebody like much younger. So a lot of the stuff that she got, unfortunately, was like for the super bratty younger sister who's just like 10. Yep, and when you see it on her, you think, oh, spoiled child instead of bratty youth. Right, mm-hmm. yes. But then um, Sarah Michelle Geller. I was reading that at one point they were going to potentially dub her for this episode because, you know, she's filming other episodes and then she's going to the boot camps that they have of the for this one specific episode and she's literally killing herself because mm. you know she's the goddamn lead in the show oh yeah <laughs> i was so impressed but like once she learned that they were going to dub her she cried and was like don't do it that sounds about right that sounds very sarah michelle geller and i mean that she's the person who will take control and make sure that she is seen the way she wants to be seen yes yes and after doing the show for five years at this point like she kind of has a grasp on the character as well as herself so she she's like, I could do I could do it. Like, let let me be emotional for a hot second, and then I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she's the strongest singer of the bunch. But she could still carry a tune. Yeah, you can put people around her, and it didn't take away from her. Yeah, and I want to I want to thank her fight her fight choreography from the previous five years because she can move. She's got a dance and something to sing about through the overture, through going through the motions. She's got sort of choreography. (laughs) Fight dance choreography. Fight dance choreography. Mm -hmm. Oh, I wrote in my notes during walk through fire, walk through the fire um, in all caps, fire truck shop when they sing bird. (laughs) (laughs) Good notice. Good notice. Cause you know, they talk about fire the whole time and when they first sing, let it burn, that's... Lights! <laughs> it passes by. And I was just like, oh, oh I'm so happy baby watched this episode. Mm-hmm. I got to relive a lot of things and I'm just like, this is such a, this is such a good television. So Buffy did it first, like crack the code, and then mm-hmm. Scrubs was like, hold my drink, I'm gonna perfect it. <laughs> It's yeah. true, though. I don't know. You're right. You're right. The Scrubs musical, I'm, I know you've already spoken about it, uh, though. It it also is one of those things that just kind of knocked it out of the park and was like. But the, again, they did the same thing that Buffy did, which is they hired a Broadway person to come in to guest star. Bethany. Um, D'Ambroso. D'Ambroso. Avenue Q. Thanks. Right. So I guess that's the that's the hint from now on, you know, if you want. <laughs> If you are doing a musical episode of your non-musical TV show, hire a Broadway actor to come in. You know, you say that, and then I think back to the Flash musical episode. Oh. Flash, which had multiple musical Broadway talent. Oh, yeah, because Darren, Chris, and that was... Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I've been doing a lot of research for this podcast, and that's... Yeah, Victor Garber, Jesse L. Martin... 
and Melissa Benoist comes yes, in. Uh, Benoit? Um, like, she was in Beautiful, too. She was ben- in Beautiful, and she was Supergirl, and, like, it's a crossover with that. Yep, yep. So... So maybe too much Broadway talent takes away. So you need one. Yeah, you need one, you need one centerpiece. Yeah, because you got John Barrowman also in that too. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Now I will say, I loved all those musical numbers that was in the Flash one and that's a conversation for another day. But yeah, I don't want to take too far away from Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, except for that one of the songs in that Flash episode written by uh, uh, Rachel Bloom. Oh, I thought you were going to say Joss Whedon and I'll be like, ooh, that's a good segue. Oh, no, that would be for now. Um, I, were, I also have a note, a little fun fact. The actors who played the vampires and demon at the beginning are also the street sweepers and they are doing the same choreography. And I... <laughs> I've never noticed that. I'm going to have to do another rewatch now. Right? It's just, oh, it's so good. And like, oh, this, I could see why this is a good episode for for somebody like you, who I know Mm -hmm. likes the industry, likes musicals and things like that. Um, And it's a good introduction to it because it gets you a little hooked, Mm -hmm. but it could also stand alone as its own episode because it goes back to its monster of the week roots that it once was it gives you a lot of questions without giving you too many answers so you're like i need to know more let me go back and find out what they're referencing yeah because you know they make subtle references like like what i mentioned you know mm-hmm. i die twice or yeah, the, i die twice yeah. or the 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 native american spirit from pangs which mm-hmm. bad episode entirely i rewatched it on its own and this is like my first time doing this because usually I, when I watch the series, I watch the series, you know? I don't just watch an episode here and there willy-nilly. <laughs> so, and I was just like, this episode, like, has banger songs. It is a banger of an episode. It holds up on its own. <laughs> 100%, yes. It is. It has earworm after earworm. Oh my god. Every every single one of these, I'm looking at the list again, is just, well, except for Dawn's Lament, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dawn. But, we but can, listen, she knew that she didn't want a big singing part. That's why she got her dance break. Mm-hmm. And she was trained in ballet. But, like, was she good in the... Oh, I didn't have to say she was good. She was trained. <laughs> I know plenty of performers who are trained, but not good. <laughs> And it's interesting that you've got a mashup that's also a reprise in this, which happens in theater, but not a lot. I think we're seeing more of it in modern theater. In modern theater, yes. Yeah. The, the the callback is very it has become very popular. The repurposing of a song, it takes elements like of shows um, that whole operetta style, where it's like, here's a tune you know, like Phantom of the Opera or Les Mis, where you're going to hear the same tune a hundred times that's so drilled in your brain. It takes that concept of like, here's something that you liked from earlier and we're going to put it later so that it makes it more important. And if, But for this episode, they're like, here are the all-stars of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except for Anya. Sorry, guys. She doesn't get a reprise. <laughs> uh, that's why, that, again, another episode, another season. Another episode. Another... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Do you have anything else you want to mention? Like you want to talk about? 
Like, honestly, uh-huh. I could spend 7,000 hours on this episode, but again, I have to constrict myself to an hour. <laughs> I know. Oh, I really just want to, like, keep going through. Um, I, my very first, I think I'm pretty sure it was my very first TikTok that I made. Oh, my 31-year-old self saying I made a TikTok. I feel great about that. Uh, was me doing a lip sync of I've Got a Theory. The whole thing? <laughs> just just the first, the, everything up until, up until Bunnies is done. My God, where they actually, it's funny, where they actually lay out the, what's actually happening in that. Mm-hmm. Yep, on point. A dancing it, demon, no, no, something like And it's right me there. like changing clothes and lighting effect for bunnies and everything, so yeah, that's. Oh, uh, I will find it. Oh, wait, I had a thought on something and I don't remember now. Hold on, let me find, oh, yes, there you go. The... <laughs> Great things to edit out later in the future for me. Uh, <laughs> so you have the song "Standing," which is a uh, internal soliloquy, if you will call it that. Mm-hmm. That Giles sings. How did you feel about the slow motion happening? Okay, so I think it's beautiful in some ways in what they're attempting to do, and maybe in like. 10 years later it would have looked flawlessly beautiful <laughs> but oh. the technology and just wasn't there the it was it all just wasn't there yet and it wasn't their oh. fault they were trying to create something that just was not possible yet and it's funny because like that one and after i'll never tell are mm-hmm. sort of the meta moments that happen in the show where the characters call out to like what type of songs that they're singing because right before it happens, Buffy's like, I don't want a training montage to happen <laughs> via song. Now, I'm going to try and take this moment to look up. Because I know there was something about the knives that were used for that scene that my friend Gavin told me. That they ordered knives for that exact scene that we were just talking about. And they did not arrive in time for the filming, which is why the knives had to be CGI'd in. <gasps> Stop. Really? Mm-hmm. You don't have to find your sources. It's fine. We can we can conjecture all we want. Somebody yeah, will. They ordered they ordered the throwing knives during standing, and well, he throws them, but again, it, they had not arrived in time. Uh, or yeah, and they had to. Is it they ha- didn't arrive in time, or someone had broken some of them, so they had to deal with it by just CGIing fake knives into that scene, which again, because you're CGIing <laughs> short notice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah because she she like hits one and hits another one and then she, it, looks, it looks like she's hitting a third one but not really mm-hmm. like she wants to hit oh that scene is just so funny and so weird but and and it's a beautiful song that's him wanting oh, to be like hey you got to be an adult now i know you died but like twice twice <laughs> Yeah, but the last time was supposed to be, like, the last time until, mm-hmm. it, until yes. During the coda, that's the song that I mm-hmm. have. That's where Buffy and Spike kiss, which is the beginning of their relationship, if you will. I mean, it's not a good one. It's very toxic. <laughs> yeah. But they're kind of good for each other. I don't know. <laughs> Different episode for a different podcast. I, I can I can link some to you guys when those come up. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> from our friends who also speak in the same conversation. <laughs> what, when you rewatched it this time, did you stay to the end? You mean like after the after like through the yes, I did. Yeah. So. Uh, also cooking at the same time. <laughs> I was making my Christmas Eve dinner. I was doing my seven fishes. Oh, shit. So mm-hmm. the, uh, this is one of like a handful of times that during the Gerarg for Joss's production company, the monster does something different. So I know for like the last one, I think he takes a bow or makes a speech saying thank you to the audience. But on this one, obviously, he sings. Ah. <laughs> uh. Such a good episode. There's like everything I want to talk about. Um, is there anything that we missed that you want to? I want to talk real quick about in the opening the homage to classic movie musicals that they did, the overture, the text that they used, the mm-hmm. poster that you see that was used in their marketing campaign, which was like like the old handwritten drawing like you'd see hanging outside of a movie theater. I love the aesthetic. They nailed that <laughs> like i feel like i'm going to see meet me in st louis after this <laughs> like but really i'm about to see somebody uh, uh see a woman mm-hmm. kick ass and kill monsters exactly they did such a good like highlighting everyone's faces in the moon and then like having little text come over it was just so well done it made it it showed that it was done by people who care about musical movies and wasn't just done as a way to bring in extra money right yeah mm-hmm. and then and throughout, and even throughout the whole episode, like they make fun of it because that's part of their nature to do. Because they mm-hmm. have gallows humor in this in this show, they're not like overtly making fun of musicals. There's like that expert line that they follow. Mm-hmm. I feel like because you know you've got your you got your ballads, you've got your love song, you've got like the group song. <laughs> Unlike the Scrubs episode, these songs I feel a little more original. Because mm-hmm. the Scrubs episode, the Scrubs songs, uh, as I talked about with my guest that episode, my co host Shady from Movie Deja Vu, not a plug, but a plug, they're derivative of other musical theater songs. But these mm-hmm. ones, I didn't think it, they sounded like anything else. No, they definitely felt original. And iconic, which is another reason why I think they stick so well in your head because you're not gonna, it's not going to make you think of something else. You're going to say, I have blah, blah, blah in my head. I, you know, I'll never tell in my head. And I have, I'll never tell in my head. <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> Obviously, we've, we've talked so much about this, but let's get into sharp and flat, shall we? Hit me. Sharp. Flat. Okay, so in this section of Sharp and Flat, obviously, you know, we're going to highlight moments. And if we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or you felt like it could have been removed, it's flat. Anthony, what are some of your sharp moments? And I don't mean to be whistling while I say sharp. I don't know what's going on today. (laughs) Sharp. It's a beautiful way of saying it, you know. Okay, sharp. Things I loved. We talked about it. We just, we literally just said like how a lot of these songs don't remind me of anything. But. Except for, I've got a theory, which reminds me so much of It's Your Fault from Into the Woods. Yes. And it's like this quick nature and referencing and talking to each other. Like, it's, it's a great group number. That song, oh, every time I hear it, it's, it's literally my, one of my most played songs. You would think that it's like, probably like Standing or Walking Through Fire, but no. One of my most played songs is I've Got a Theory. And that's, and that's all three of them that you're talking all about, All three of them, right? yeah. The funnies and if, yeah. Yeah, okay. 
it's a it's just such a good combination of storytelling music and like humor you know which you don't always get i i yeah that was one of my biggest sharps i've got three <laughs> oh hit me like we've talked about them but i want to give them even more accolades <laughs> anthony stewart had amber benson and emma caulfield y'all are beautiful please be in a musical together and i'll pay you all the money to see it okay so this is a very small moment but it's the lead up to when sweet's henchman is about to tell buffy where dawn is and you know it's a big like orchestrated moment and then he's just talking Uh uh-huh she's over at the (laughs) (laughs) and then i think this line is mostly filler i think this line's mostly filler it's beautiful and i love it and i will not change anything about that do you have any flats i do okay it's called dawn no, i'm sorry <laughs> i wrote fucking dawn in my notes so yeah, no again it's a tough one uh, i know like i said i it says that she is trained in ballet and i was still left on on yeah i was not taking back by it i will probably receive some flack for this one i don't love the song under your spell really mm-hmm. i think it's very catchy uh i think that it is sung very well uh-huh. but for some reason and maybe it's because i'm a gay man and they are two lesbian women or a bisexual woman and a lesbian woman but i'm just like i don't love this song i think i only just like the beginning of it the very slow in the park parts because then then they get like more intimate i'm like okay you've drawn me in now but what about if you listen to it on its own without the, the I visual. Skip. Okay. I know. I told you I'm going to get some hate for some of these things. No, you know what? You're allowed your opinion, no matter how wrong it is. You're Come allowed. from the audience. Find me. <laughs> we'll you do really, plugs. I'm Island. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we'll do plugs later so they can at you. Any other flat moments, or was it just that song? Um, you know, I had one on the tip of my tongue, and it's escaping me. Oh, there is a for a show that is so well known for bringing queer characters to the front lines, when you find out that it was actually Xander who summoned the demon, and the demon's like, oh, never mind, we don't need to get married. I wrote that too. I wrote that too. (laughs) Sweet homophobia. I'm just like, this show is like sort of sex positive, and it's the first, this is the first show that ever showed two women kissing on on late night television the fact that you have a demon that's like i need a a, a female mm-hmm. like, like he, he needs something special out of her that you know in hell that's gonna be particular but uh, i was i was watching and i was like this is a little cringeworthy just it's sad so if okay i ask i asked some of my performer friends this especially and this is a good good one because it's been a while since i've done uh, mm-hmm. an episode that's not based off of a show if this was a state if there was a stage version of this who would you want to play no matter what role i don't care it doesn't matter okay so in my thought process i imagine that if it was done in a stage production they would have to expand some of the roles hear me out i would make a great xander and i'd have a few more songs that are a little better because I, because in terms of characteristics and who I think I could play really well, I think I could pull off Xander very well. That's true, because it's only an hour right now. So obviously yeah. they need to beef it up a little more. And I think to do that, you'd need to give Xander at least one more song or two songs that kind of help develop why he wanted to make everything a musical. 
because he because you know he says like why'd you oh i just wanted to make everything fun and lighthearted and i'm like so, no i want a song explanation of that give me some more music josh Whedon. and i think that he could, i think there also could have been a reprise for him of i'll never tell later on maybe that's the reason maybe that's the song mm-hmm. where he talks exactly about maybe that's the song maybe we just combine them together so i think that given giving him another song or two i would make a great xander what about you Oh, oh! I never thought of this. Um, you okay. pull out a body wig. You're like, I don't know. <laughs> Leather jacket, crop top. I pull out my dissertation of what <laughs> character. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't really have one. That was just a sound effect, guys. I promise. Um, okay, so no matter what role, you know what? I think I would want to be Tara. 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 Because okay. she gets... She gets some good songs. I mean, I know she has an under your spell. You don't like it, but like maybe the stage show would be better. She has a good storyline this episode. She I does. Like. Her, her discovery of the deceit. Yes. Of being, her mind. And for those of you who don't remember, she finds the flower and she realizes that her, she's being, her brain is being messed with by magic. I mean, hers is the one that relies heavily on the episode before. So mm-hmm. you would have to somehow incorporate that into the musical if we were doing it um Mm -hmm. but yeah i would pick tara she's got she's got great lines and i think i could sing it comfortably if i want if i if i trained if i wanted to Mm -hmm. (laughs) would you add any of these songs to your life's playlist um i i feel like as a as a community in a world having just gone through 2020 we all need going through the motions on our playlist. <laughs> oh, of course. Mm-hmm. I wake up and I'm like, here we go. Another day of me pulling my laptop from under my bed. <laughs> through the motions. And then obviously you've got, I've got a theory bunnies. And if we're together. Exactly. On your playlist. Is there any other well, ones? That's, that you wanna... that's on my like everyday playlist. But like if my life was an actual musical going through the motions, it actually for a long time, it was my wake up alarm. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Because that overture is a nice light wake up. And... Huh. Mm-hmm. For for me, I just wrote all of them. I, I, love <laughs> all, I love all the songs. Like, I listen to the album on occasion, probably like th- um, three months out of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just on re- constant repeat. It's just... Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't need... <laughs> no, and it's, and it's so good because, you know it's all original and it's written by a guy not known for writing a musical. So it's very fascinating. And I would love to see it as a stage version. Please Joss, we didn't make it a stage version. Yeah. I know that in Brooklyn, they do like a Rocky horror style reading of the episode. Yeah. I've read about that where there's, um, they, uh, they show them in theaters. They show it in theaters and they, Obviously couldn't do it last year because of COVID. Yes. And potentially this year because of COVID. But like, it's, uh fucking love <laughs> it. Any final thoughts before we do plugs and stuff? I don't have anything at this time. I'm just trying to think. Uh, no, that's pretty much my, my, because no matter what, and despite, you know, the, the, obviously it has its own problems. Every musical will forever. Um, it is such, it's just a beautiful piece of art. And I gladly will add the word art to this. It is a beautiful piece of art. 
Because like, I I feel bad because we're we want to talk about it, but like I think that obviously it's now twenty years. It's twenty years old. Mm-hmm. Like you've you've seen it. You we've all gushed over it. We've all loved it for the last twenty years. So if you haven't seen it, my fucking god, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Yes, please don't be me and wait so long. Oh, go watch it now. Like, mm-hmm. thank you for listening to the whole episode and still not watching the episode, watching mm-hmm. the episode of Buffy, but go watch it. Annie, do you have anything you want to plug or promote or what have um, I think the best thing I can tell you is I have a web show coming out this, this summer. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I hope all of your lovely listeners will get a chance to come check out. Uh, it is called Arts and Drafts. Arts and it is, Drafts. Yes, it is a show. Me and my friend Ashley are teaming up to sample a number of adult beverages across beers and ciders and wines and cocktails. And then after having a few of those, we'll be attempting arts and crafts projects. Oh my God. Arts and Drafts. Yep. So I welcome all of your lovely listeners to come join us. Um, I will gladly send out more info once we have everything finalized, but we're hopefully going to be launching the show this summer. Yeah, don't worry. Once once this episode is actually out, which I, I just looked, you've got, we've got time. So mm-hmm. summer of 2021. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That'll be around. And that'll be on YouTube, Facebook. Yeah, posting on YouTube. Okay, and then what about uh, Symphony Space? Is there anything you want to Symphony promote? Space has a lovely array of shows currently playing on our virtual platform. Feel free to check us out at www.symphonyspace.org. I'm sorry that I turned you into Mr. Movie Phone there for a second. Oh, but... uh, one of my side gigs is I do podcast ads. So like, if you listen to like a selected shorts, you might hear me as the voice of Zabars. <laughs> you may hear me plugging a number of other podcasts, just like ones that like cross... Yeah, so. You I didn't know you did that. <laughs> yes. You mm-hmm. wait till the end of the episode to tell me that? My God. <laughs> you know, I, I have plugged many and many a podcast ad before. So you probably, if you are a fan of podcasts, you might have heard this voice telling you, hey, friends, because that's how all my park, all my ads start. Hey, friends, into my ad. <laughs> but is this your first podcast that you're doing? Um, no, this is not my first podcast. The first podcast I did was actually a few months ago with Andrew Albagies, who also has a podcast. And his podcast, uh, they rate alcoholic beers and stuff and compare films and television series. Okay, okay. What episode were you on? Uh, you want to plug that while we're at it? I should. I focused on, if I remember correctly, it was the Corona oh, beer Jesus. episode. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And we're going to take a second to... You can edit this part out because I have to remember what the name of the podcast was. I don't know. I might keep it in. We're still a little under. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew, I'm so sorry if you're listening to this. (laughs) He is and he's angry. (laughs) The podcast is called What's Going On Here. Uh, His podcast can be found in a number of different places. But yeah, I had the pleasure of joining uh, him and his friends for one of their episodes. And in the middle of that podcast is the best part. I got it. I found out that my sister went into labor. <laughs> she literally texted me. She was like, I'm in labor. And I was like, uh oh. And everyone on the podcast was like, you have to name her after the beer we're drinking. And I was like, no. No, we're not naming her Miss Rona. 
<laughs> so, so oh, yeah, people, click your Instagram. You, know, you could check me out on Instagram. Uh, it is Anthony's Still Here. So that's A N T H O N Y S S T I L L H E R E. Anthony's Still Here. All one word. Obviously, no apostrophe because they won't allow that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They won't allow that. Nonsense. People get tripped up on the double S's. Anthony's Still, still Here. here. Mm-hmm. But Anthony's Still Here was sorry, Jake. Rude. Well, if you want to add us for anything that we mentioned or didn't mention or um, want to talk Kate about Buffy, I will ignore it, but I'll still read it. Uh, <laughs> you can email me at, for the podcast at buttasongpod at gmail.com. And I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at buttasongpod. And if you want to pay attention for the next episode, we're talking about West Side Story. The original, obviously, because the new one's not out yet. Oh my god, I can't believe this is probably one of the shortest episodes we've done, and it's the topic I love. (laughs) I know, it's so hard because how do you go so deep into a podcast about it without, like, really summarizing the episode? Because the songs are so linked to the story, which I think is one of the best things about it, is that the songs drive the story forward. They're not just, like, a side piece like Oklahoma like, you know, you're not expecting it. If, if they are things that drive the story and therefore to talk about it, you need to talk about, talk about what's the story. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to do that because, you know, let them experience other, themselves or maybe they have, and you don't want to taste their experience. There are other podcasts that do that. I just want you, I just want to talk musicals and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But, A musical. but it's great, you know, that they went back to some old musicals and broadway shows like that because that's what i think technically that's the definition of a musical mm-hmm. where you have the songs that drive the story not like a jukebox musical no offense but the no no real. you're 100 percent right or in which your songs create your story which i would say like things like mom and me and you're like okay how can i fit this song in <laughs> mm-hmm. a jukebox musical so why don't we i don't know go through the motions Yeah, and just walk away from this episode. (laughs) Goodbye, John. Bye, Anthony. Thank you so much. I'll have you come back. We should have you come back for another episode. I don't know when. I will glad there's so much. We we touched on Flash. We touched on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. We touched on... We've got so much we can talk about another time. Gladly. I've I've got an idea, and I'll tell you off camera. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.